Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. go one of these one of these toggles turns on my microphone hello everyone i am so thrilled to be here so thrilled to see you it is i as always your second favorite person rocket fox and i'm here tonight on this fine thursday not only the last thursday of the month the literal last day of the year um which uh, apparently the cats just do not like that because they're wrestling right now so <laughs> Uh, they'll have to deal, though. They'll have to figure it out. And hello, Rob! Good to see you! Hope all is going well out west <laughs> in in the land of dreams. Uh, yeah, yeah. I hope that everyone is doing well. It is a delight, as always, to be here. The very first Monthly Weird of 2023. There I said it. I have officially and publicly acknowledged that we are in 2023 just if, if we all need to collectively just take a breath together to realize and feel the passing of time um that's fine that's fine that's fine i'm not hurt i'm not sent into a horrific existential tailspin by this no no <laughs> um but the good thing about it is that even though even though we are just in january just in january we are not at a loss for strange things. Yes, that is correct. There is weird aplenty. We are kicking the year off right. Uh, but before I really get going down this odd rabbit hole that maybe we will be able to claw our way back out of, who's to say? Um, yeah, a couple things that I did want to also share. Super excited that uh, the Thursday night weekly cyberpunk reds are back on over on sirenscape so you will want to make sure to check that out and as well uh if you happened to not make it for some reason or another uh we did start back up for the monthly dune and monthly shadows of Asterin, which the shadows last night was actually our very first episode um so those are back on those are last sunday and monday of the month respectively uh but it's really good stuff going on there so you'll want to check that out as well as the rest of the stuff that goes on here at a uh, cyber nation uncensored a lot of amazing things a lot of great shows a lot of cool people uh, including rufio hello it's good to see you uh but if it it might be low i can turn it up 
What about now? What about now? Um, I can also just start shrieking if that helps. Um, I'm happy to yell, <laughs> uh, but I did turn my volume off. So hopefully that'll help. Um, yes, Lone Jedi, it is wonderful to see you as well. Um, and yes, gooder. Perfect. Perfect. That is what I hope for. Um, but yeah, yeah, it is wonderful to be here. Make sure to check out all of the awesome shows. Uh, the schedules are up here, there, and everywhere, but especially over on the Cybernation Uncensored Discord, which is a fantastic place to go, filled with lots of cool people doing lots of cool things. Uh, it's super active over there, so I would definitely, definitely recommend you go check it out. Um, I must say, also, before we get too carried away and swept about, oh, away by this wave of weird that we are all about to ride. Um, I did want to make a little introduction. Uh, so I know that you are accustomed to I, me, myself, uh, being your main harbinger of monthly weirdness and curiosity. Uh, but I do suddenly find myself with a co-host. Yes, that is right. Uh, so everyone hold on to your butts because I would like to introduce someone to you. Um, yes, this is, that's right. This is, uh, this is Peck Shark. Um, and Peck Shark here is my new buddy. Uh, we, you know, we, we've, we're only, our acquaintance is still relatively fresh, um, in that, you know, it's only been about a week or so, but like, I just, I just can't keep my hands off Peck Shark. So, <laughs> um, so I know, right? Like I, I don't mean to embarrass you Peck Shark, but yo, check, check it out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, th this shark is not joking around. This shark is coming for you. Um, if you skip any sort of day, whether it be leg day, arm day, butt day, um, cheat day, whatever it may be, don't skip it or else this guy is coming for you. Uh, but yeah, so I am, uh, I will say on the lookout for possibly, possibly other names other than Peck Shark. Peck Shark is, you know, there are a few Peck Sharks, but, um, you know, if we've got if we've got any other names that anyone has uh, any thoughts on, ideas of, um, I was thinking Arnold, uh, I'm sorry, Arnold, but you know, I'm, or maybe Sylvester. Sylvester would be a fun name. Riptide! Ah, I love it. Sylvester would actually be a fun name. I'm not a huge, like, Sylvester Stallone is fine. I'm not like the biggest Sylvester Stallone fan, to be perfectly honest, but Sylvester is a fun, it also reminds me of Sylvester the Cat. Um, which I do like. So, but yeah, if you've got any ideas, we are open to them. Uh, so yeah, so needed to go ahead and make that brief introduction. Um, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, I think that it is fair to say that Peck Shark is actually, um, Lord of the House of Games. Uh, you know, sitting, sitting on that throne of swords, but instead of swords, each one is a barbell. Um, which I think is really the, uh, the, the way it is the way <laughs> as we would, uh, see from the Mandalorian and other shows that I, I have watched the Mandalorian, thank goodness, but, uh, it makes me think of other shows that I want to see that I have not seen yet. 
especially considering I don't know if everyone has started to watch um, Last of Us yet, which has one of my favorite human beings in it. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. But I've been seeing people post everywhere. Thankfully, no spoilers have been posted, but I've been seeing everyone posting everywhere about episode three. And apparently that it just evoked some sort of universal sob from um, literally everyone. So on the one hand, I want to see it. But on the other hand, I'm like, ah, oh, geez, am I ready for that? Am I ready to see That's what I'm saying, Rob. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like I, yo, like, you know, crying can be very cathartic and it's good to do. I'm looking at all of you get a good, get a good cry out there. But like, what if it makes me too sad? What if I get too emotional? Um, but it's, it's the sort of thing that I definitely want to see anyway. Uh, so yeah. And that's the thing too. Yeah. No, I know that Nick Offerman is in that episode as well. Um, who is of course my favorite person. Well, Nick Offerman, I do love, but, um, I will say my boy, Pedro Pascal, uh, you know, I've, I'm, I'm waiting on the callback, uh, you know, not even for anything specific, just to hang out, have a nice time, play some pinball. Um, you know, someday, someday it'll happen. It'll be glorious. Uh, but until that day comes, whilst I think longingly about the pinball that will be played in about episode three that I have not yet seen, let us, let us jump in, shall we? Let us jump in to the reason for the season, the ablation of the occasion. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, let's let's get into our weirdness. And you know what? I will say, though, Rufio, there is and it's weird, though, because Nathan Fillion, who I am also uh, quite a fan of, who I actually got to meet one time, which was really fun. I gave I gave said Fillion a piece of my artwork and he is actually very tall, much taller than I had expected. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is. It's interesting because like. Pedro Pascal, there's like a similar vibe in that he just, he doesn't remind me necessarily of Nathan Fillion, but he reminds me of him in the sense that he is super likable and that I want to be friends with him. <laughs> so in that sense, oh goodness, we've, we've got a second co-host, uh, a, tr a tray host, um, because this guy apparently needs to be on my lap right now. Um, so I'll go ahead and introduce him as well, everyone. This is Samurai. Uh, he is almost old enough to vote. So uh, watch yourselves, political people, because uh, this guy's coming for you. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. So yeah, so as we go on, let's let's jump on in. Let's jump on in. So it's 2023. Basically, we're living in the future. But where are our future things? Where is everything we were promised about living in the future? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying, too. So I wanted to go over. I found an article that covered what exactly it was that we should be expecting in 2023, as predicted by experts in 1923. So let's let's take a little a little journey, as it were. Um, so there's the article that I found has uh, topical divisions, if you will. So let's take a look at advancements in health and beauty. Where would we have been 100 years ago, presumably, 
health and beauty wise? Well, apparently a headline did say that fewer doctors and present diseases unknown, all people are beautiful. Um, and so the, uh, the basic idea was that there will be the eradication of cancer, tuberculosis, infantile paralysis, also known as polio, which we have actually done good moves on some of those things. Um, and some have said that the personal grooming and style trends will, will really jump ahead. Um, and there would be no more beauty contests because everyone is so gorgeous that there would be no way to choose who is the most beautiful. And I do have to say that I do believe because you know what? All of y'all are beautiful. There, I said it. I said it. So it's good to know at least that some things have come true. Um, and uh, so <laughs> a couple of the things that did not come true, though, in terms of that. Um, so one thing did say curls for men by 2023, which does in fact to me sound like some sort of uh, campaign slogan, curls for men by 2023, vote for me. Uh, and then somebody else had said that women will probably be shaving their heads, which is actually not untrue. Uh, there's been a lot of head shaving. There's been a lot of side shave, um, a lot of the that cool side shave, um, which I was sporting myself, may go back to in a little bit. Um, Dr. Squiggums, hello and welcome. Um, yeah, so the other thing about that, that I'm kind of glad did not transpire is um, <clears throat> the maidens may pronounce it in the height of style in personal primping to blacken their teeth, won't it be pretty? To which I say, no, no, it will not. And I'm glad that is not a thing. That actually, and it surprises me too, because that was a thing historically. There was a period of time in which people blacken their teeth for style. And I, not, not a huge fan, not a huge fan. Doesn't speak to me personally. Um, so some, some other things, um, there's uh, someone whose name was Charles Steinmetz, who was a mathematician and electrical engineer, who predicted, quote, the time is coming when there will be no long drudgery and that people will toil not more than four hours a day owing to the work of electricity and every city will be a spotless town. It does sound nice. It's something I can definitely stand behind. It's something that I would like to see, uh, you know, electricity doing my work so that I only have four hours would be fantastic. Um, but sadly and alas, that has not happened just yet. Uh, just yet. I think we're like one year away, one year away. Um, so in terms of gizmos, gadgets and other innovations, some of the things... <laughs> So one of my favorites, I'll go ahead and share that with you now. A writer proposed, and I want everyone to really think about this, really place themselves here and in it, and just imagine what this would be like for you. A writer proposed that people will be wearing, and I quote, kidney cozies, which they compared to a teapot cozy, but it's for your kidney. It goes inside. Um, 
So, kidney cozies. I'm still waiting on mine. Um, but hopefully, hopefully soon, uh, those will be happening. Uh, uh, but anyway, aside from the kidney cozies, um, so aviation pioneer Glenn Curtis, that's with two S's at the end, uh, predicted that by 2023, quote, gasoline as a motive power will have been replaced by radio and that the skies will be filled with myriad craft sailing over well-defined routes. Now, I feel like from a lot of different places, we have gotten many promises, many visions of like flying cars, actual hoverboards, and not just the little floor things you roll around on. But somebody brought up a really good point. Um, somebody brought up a really good point when I was having a conversation about this a few weeks ago, that uh, imagine if you will, because I think about it and at first I'm like, yeah, flying cars, personal hovercraft, stuff like that sounds great. But think about, if you will, for just a moment, the roads. Now think about people on those roads. Think about other cars on the roads. Think about drivers. Think about how many times you go out and you have just the most relaxing drive ever and, and no one has done anything stupid. Think about that. Now think about that in the air. And that was that was pretty much all I needed, really, to be like, nah, no, I don't think that's a good idea at all. <laughs> I think that would be terrible. <laughs> uh, Bronx Smash, hello. Good to see you. Uh, you are in, in time to be listening to some of the 1923 predictions of what we would have here by 2023. So, so yeah, yeah, not, uh, not as much flying stuff, which I actually, again, on thinking about, not terribly disappointed by. Uh, however, some of the stuff that is interesting, though. So, one writer envisioned a world in which, uh, Pittsburgh and London, interesting choice of two cities, but uh, would take orders, quote, on talking films from merchants in Peking and, quote, 1,000 mile an hour freighters would deliver goods before sunset. And that is interesting to me. Uh, that is interesting to me because the next thing they had uh, predicted as well, watch-sized radio televisions will keep everyone in communication with the ends of the earth. And to be fair, like, and if you think about what the technology had available at the time, you know, in, in the early 1920s, it's wild. Like, that one is wild to me because that is absolutely correct. You know, um, ordering stuff online, Prime, where you get two-day delivery, which no longer... <laughs> oh my god, what is happening, guys? All right. Everybody is fine. Everybody is fine. <laughs> Um, let's see, although, my, <laughs> you can still hear me, but I'm making the worst face on here. Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's, everybody's fine. Don't let them fool you with their sounds. I know I'm frozen. This is terrible. Uh, let's see, hang on. What? I should be able to fix this. Oh my God. Oh, it's the Oh my word. Okay. Well, the cat didn't so much attack someone as, 
Yeah, he, he kind of did. He kind of made a little swipesy. Um, oh no! Oh my god, my face. Here, hang on a second. Ah! No! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's just, that's my, my face now. Hang on. <laughs> um, oh my word. All right. I know, that is the best freeze frame I have ever had. Uh, I feel good about it. And that is to say that I do not. Oh no! Okay, here, hang on. I need to wait just a minute. Man, the cat got grumpy and then everything just collapsed as one. All right, here, hang on. I should be able to get us back here. Should be able to get us back. Oh no, that's <laughs> still the same. Oh no. Okay, hang on, hang on. I can fix this. My camera sh is showing that it's on. So, okay. All right. Well, this, okay. You know what? You know what? It's, it's okay. We can work with this. Uh, so here, let me, let me go ahead and put myself back where I'm supposed to be real quick. Uh... Wow. I don't think I've ever had it to wear. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I think it was, I think this was actually predicted. This was the next thing I was going to go to is that, um, uh, technology would be very unpredictable. Uh, and I think that goes without, honestly, you know what? I think that, uh, pretty much, pretty much, there we go. I'm not, I'm not nice anymore. Um, but yeah, I think even at the time, even in 1923, people likely would have been able to guess that like, Hey, technology, can we rely on it? Yes. And, um, yeah. So, so anyway, uh, cats net running, dogs hacking, it's chaos. It's pure chaos out there. Um, but yeah, no, uh, watch-sized TV radios, uh, which, I mean, you know, we, we got some of that now. And then, all right, so let's move on with this real quick. And the last thing, really, uh, which uh, is interesting... It's interesting. Um, and oh, also, real quick, I do want to point out that um, who had said, oh yes, Bronx Smash brought up that Pittsburgh was a large steel industry area, which obviously in the early 1920s would have made a lot of sense to include like Pittsburgh and uh, London. Whereas, no, yo, not that there's anything wrong with Pittsburgh. Um, don't, don't come for me. But it's just out of all of the cities to choose in this particular article. Anyway, I digress. Um, but yeah, so the other thing that I wanted to point out that was a possibility for the future in which we live now, um, that it would be quite possible that when civilization had advanced another century from then, which is currently now, that um, mental telepathy will exist in embryo and will form a very useful method of communication, which, you know, I'm not telepathizing with a lot of embryos or babies or even adults, but that's cool to know. Cool to know. <laughs> so, so those are some of the predictions that were given a hundred years ago. I would love to know, um, any, like if anyone's familiar with any other predictions, like old world kind of predictions or anything like that. Please, please, if you're watching this on VOD, give it a little comment or something, because I am I love this kind of stuff. I love 
this retro futurism. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And as Rufio says, I, I would not need an embryo crying in my brain. Um, I feel like that would be a lot. <laughs> um, so moving on from what people a hundred years ago thought might happen now, we're going to move on to what is happening now and something happening now that actually harkens back, that harkens back to something that would have been going on a hundred years ago. And that's pigeons. So pigeons, fun side fact, and I don't know if necessarily everyone knows this, uh, but fun fact about pigeons is that all pigeons, like when you go into a city, uh, you know, all US pigeons anyway, when you go into a city and you see all the pigeons gathered around, plotting mischief and whatnot, um, all of those birds were descended from domestic pigeons. That's right. None of those are actually native, natural birds of North America. Um, they actually all came over early on. Um, some of them were like carriers, some were pets and stuff like that. Cause they apparently in, um, the early days, they actually used to breed pigeons for like various different colors and like plumage that was really decorative and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so pigeons, domestic. The other thing is that many people might recall that, uh, people used to use pigeons for homing kind of things and communication over long distances. You would take your pigeon because a lot, I think to my understanding, science still doesn't totally understand how it is that pigeons are able to find their way home as accurately and well as they do. Um, but you know, people would take and they'd, they'd put the little message in a little capsule on the pigeon's leg and then woof, just, just let it free, let it free to fly home. So, Pigeon keeping is actually still a pretty, you know, a pretty popular and very much alive pastime. Some people, you know, people race pigeons. Some people will still do homing stuff. Not because you can't pick up the phone or send an email, but it's a novel thing to do. Unless you're in jail. If you're in jail, it's gonna be a little harder to get, oh, I don't know, messages um, drugs, things like that, in and out. So you see, what had happened, according to this article from January 12th, is that envision, if you will, Canada. Now envision a prison yard. Envision, if you will, a, a bird pigeon flying in. And the guards are like, oh, a pigeon. How fun. Wait a minute. Is that pigeon wearing a backpack? Well, it turns out this pigeon was indeed wearing a backpack and that backpack was filled with meth. Uh, so what had happened is that pretty much what I just said, a pigeon carrying a backpack filled with meth uh, flew into a prison. And it, it was apprehended. Uh, the, the bird you know, I, I don't know necessarily if, um, if it was put into holding, um, if they got little, little bird cuffs for it or anything like that, but it was indeed carrying 30 grams of meth. And at this point, 
at this point, apparently, the matter is still being investigated because uh, they they do not know exactly from whence the the smuggler pigeon was smuggling. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, it's. It is also not the first time that these birds have have gone into this sort of a business uh, because there were actually, um, let's see, there was, when was it? In 2017, I think it was, uh, a homing pigeon carried 178 pills from Iraq to Kuwait in another backpack. Um, and there's another time when police caught a pigeon carrying 200 ecstasy pills, which is actually what this, this picture you're looking at here is from. And uh, there's another time when a pigeon was busted smuggling weed and cocaine into La Reforma, a maximum security prison in Costa Rica in 2015. So, um, the takeaways I have from that are that pigeons cannot be trusted. Um, and they're, they're running some, some kind of illegal business. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Don't trust them. When you go out in a city and they're looking at you for that bread, don't you know what they're about. You know what they want. It's all about the bread. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, if it flies, it spies. If it uh, gives feathery hugs, it carries lots of drugs. Um, you see, you know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going with this. Um, so... Moving away from carrier pigeons for just a moment. Well, no, that's a lie. We, we're moving away from carrier pigeons for the rest of today. So we are, however, despite the fact that what you're seeing right now may look like a prison, it is slightly different in that it is a school. Our next couple stories take place at school and uh, involving people who should not have been at school. And while there are a number of us who I would have imagined at the time winced in high school and such like that, felt like that would be us, that we shouldn't be there, there are better things for us to do, etc. Well, ah, uh, yeah. So what happened? What happened on Tuesday, January 17th was an instance of someone being there who decidedly not only should not have been there, by their own account, but should not have been there. Even the administration did not really want them there. Um, and that would have been a mother, a mother. Um, now, mothers at school, uh, that happens. That happens, right? Like sometimes people will help if it's a younger school or maybe there's an event or something like that. Sometimes, sometimes, they arrive at school disguised as a student and then they go cheer on their daughter who gets into a fight, you know, as moral support. Sometimes that happens. So, so more details on that is that, um, indeed, this, this individual uh, was the mother of a student and this student had a beef and this beef was with another child, girl, um, and so the mom disguised as a student, which even, even just starting there is so weird to me, um, 
Yeah. Uh, entered the building during arrival, disguised as a student. And apparently this was... Her, her name was uh, Valerie Alvelo, age 33, of Langrangeville? Langranger... Langrangeville? Watterson? I'm sorry. I know I just killed that. I don't even think that's a hard city to say. Um, but yeah, so was arrested on Sunday, January 22nd, charged with criminal trespass and endangering the welfare of a child uh, because this person went here and uh, was just backing their daughter. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's obviously a mother of the year moment, but like apparently from what I read in another article, that's not one that I have pulled up right now. They, they, they got in a fight. The two kids got in a fight. And the mom is there, like, yelling insults and, like, egging the daughter on, like, trying to get her to really, like, fight harder and stuff like that. I'm like, whoa, whoa. That is not, listen, if I encountered a situation that was, like, a bullying situation or something, which, thankfully, I, my high school career was pretty low key but like if somebody was trying to do something and i and i was like you know defending myself or something like that i think that would have been acceptable by my parents you know i think that would have been fine i cannot imagine the world in which my mom would have shown up there and like if i got into a fight would not have knocked my ass out <laughs> i cannot imagine that um so so yeah, well, and, and that's the thing too. It's like, you hear stories of helicopter parents, which, I mean, this is, this is straight up like military helicopter parent where the helicopter comes in like shooting all of the machine guns and all this stuff. Um, so like, you know, um, yeah, just, just a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's wild. <laughs> Um, but the next story we have does also take place in, um, in high school as well. Uh, and now you may, you may think by the, the image I have here, it would have something to do with, you know, two cops who, for whatever reason, have a really young look about them, who get sent into school to try and like, you know, pass off as kids and be cool and stuff and hang out and, and figure out some stuff. I've never actually watched 21 Jump Street, so if that's way off, I am very sorry. <laughs> um, but what happened here was, this one was in New Brunswick, and this is, this is wild to me, because even, <laughs> even the scenario with the mom, as wild as that is, there is a little semblance of, like, sense, I guess? You know, like, the mom's like, okay, you know what? My daughter is a winner. She's going to be a closer. She's going to get coffee, you know? And, like, and going there and being like, I'm, I'm supporting. I'm, I'm being a mother in my own way, you know? There is some reason behind that. I don't know that anyone thus far knows the reason why this this gal um so attended some classes uh over a four-day period um at a high school with with high school students and had enrolled and everything birth certificate stuff like that well turns out the birth certificate was fake and this person was 29 
and just decided that high school was the place to be. And I know that it's been a saying before that high school are the best years of your life, which they were not for me. Um, they were fine. They weren't bad, but I wouldn't go around saying they were the best years of my life. Uh, I, in fact, plan to have the best years of my life ahead of me. <laughs> I don't prefer to think of the best years of my life as having already happened and now they are over. <laughs> but yeah, so this this 29-year-old gal brought in a fake birth certificate, enrolled, and actually attended classes for like four days before... <laughs> Officials were like, hang on a minute. This, there's something about this youth that seems strange, unusual, if you will. Which actually reminds me of the, uh, the meme where, um, oh my god, what's his name? Uh, the, the guy shows up, very famous actor. I can picture him right now in my head and I feel wholly embarrassed that I can't think of his name. But, um, the meme where he shows up in a hallway of high school and he's got, he's holding a skateboard. He's clearly an older guy. And he's like, hello, fellow youths. Um, that's, that's what it's like. That's what I imagined this was exactly like. I mean, she m might have been like graying a little bit or something. I got a, got a little bit of wrinkles around the eyes. Uh, so, you know, I just, I was just drinking a lot of soda last night. Uh, but yeah, there's, the interesting thing about it, though, is that no one has really... Steve Buscemi, thank you! Rufio, thank you. Um, yeah, Steve Buscemi, who, from everything I have ever heard, is a very delightful individual. Um, but yeah, so this whole thing with this gal breaking in to school? Um, yeah, there's, there's no real reason that anyone's been able to figure out why. Um, but she has been barred from entering school grounds in the district. Um, and the officials have advised the students not to have any contact with her. Which, now that I read that, now that I read that there's like a no contact with the students, that makes me very uncomfortable. Like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that she was just sneaking in to like relive her glory years or whatever and not because she was trying to get close to a student because that is creepy that is creepy and i do not like the thought of it uh but either way she she she's gone now uh so she's she's away she's away um and i unfortunately our next story <sighs> yeah uh PWB uh, does bring up a good point. That dollar lunchtime pizza. Although, I mean, have you all seen inflation as of late? School lunches are way more expensive than when I was back there. You could get those Bosco sticks for like, you know, $1.25 or something like that. It's like $5 for a pair of Bosco sticks now. Anyway, it's wrong. Uh, but yeah. So the last story of the kind of um, more less happy uh, variety is this next one. And I, I apologize because, so if you've ever thought about one way you would never want to die, right? Because I feel like a lot of us have had that thought, you know, you think about like, if you're, you know, so it, for me, I think the last time it happened was when it was icy outside and I'm trying to drive somewhere and I was like, this is not how I want to die. 
not the most gruesome nor horrific death, but, you know, it kind of, you think about it once in a while. Like, if you're at one of those little uh, community fairs that have the uh, the little rides, like a, a church carnival that you get on the ride that it, it was pulled out of a garage somewhere like 15 years ago, the last time it was running. You know, I've thought about it. I've thought about being on there and being like, yo, um, I don't want to die this way either. Uh, so when you think about all the ways that you could die and don't want to die, the worst way would probably be this, in my humble opinion, having seen it. And now we know that it is a very real thing. Um, so I want you to notice here, we've got a police line, do not cross. Uh, we've got, we've got some police people. We've, we've got a, a, a crane of sorts. There's a tree. But the real culprit is right in front of us. Yeah. I would like you all to direct your attention to that blue, suspicious looking guy there right in the middle. The boxy looking one with a white top. Yeah. That outdoor urinal. That is our culprit. Yes. As much as I hate to say it, a pop-up urinal crushed a man to death in London's theater district on Friday as of January 27th. So it was a busy intersection in the city's West End. Uh, it was, it was a urinal at Cambridge Circus and uh, a winch had to be used to free this man who was trapped beneath it. Um, now, when I say a uh, pop-up, like portable urinal, what it is is that it's, it's a telescopic urinal, right? It, it, it pops up, pops up. And in this particular instance, it popped back down again. Um, the identity of this man was not released. However, he was pronounced dead at the scene. He was pronounced dead at the scene, having been crushed by a urinal. Um, and, and the one thing we can at least take away from this before you develop a new, a new um, phobia is that it's thought that this individual was somebody who was actually working on it. Like he was somebody who was actually supposed to be messing with this urinal. Um, so likely what happened is that he's in there working on it, doing some sort of urinal repair or whatever, and maybe somehow accidentally like slipped a peg out of place or something. And it, it just like, just telescoped down and, and just squished him like a hydraulic press. Um, That's the likelihood of it happening to any of us casual, non-urinal um, uh, professionals is probably lower. Um, but I do have a new, like, permanent fear now that I've seen the story. Uh, this is actually the only, and I'm sure this is not the only time this has happened, but this is the only story... I've seen as of late about someone dying from a urinal. Um, I feel like if anything, maybe falling in and drowning in the pit, which does in fact sound worse. Um, if there were a worse way to go involving urinal, uh, go to die, not to go in the way you're supposed to. Um, I'm actually curious 
so I do know, fun fact, I do know that on average, vending machines kill about 13 people a year. So, and listen, you, you and I both know how this happens. Somebody puts their money in, the little swingy spiral doesn't spiral all the way, the thing doesn't come down, and somebody gets mad, and then they're banging their hands all on it, being like, shaking it, you mean, give me my candy. Um, and then they shake it a little too much, and then psh, just, just flatten them like a bug. Um, so... I'm curious, though. I'm curious um, if this is something that if this is something that happens, though, like urinals. Um, let's see. Okay, so there. I what I did was I I looked up. Uh, how many people die from urinals a year? And interestingly enough, I could not get a straight answer to that. However, I did find, um, so there's apparently, uh, on average, 40,000 injuries per year that happen on a toilet, but that could also be like an at-home toilet. You know what I mean? Like there could be people at home, like just having themselves a bad time, <laughs> you know, uh, like it's, uh, I, now I have questions. Now I have questions that I'm going to need answers to. Um, so this is probably going to be a more in-depth search, uh, much to my chagrin, uh, but mark my words, I will find the answers. You know, when it comes to the weird and fact-finding, I'm your gal. I will find out how many people die from urinal crushings per year, capita. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thankfully, thankfully, all of our stories following this are have a little, a little more of an uptick to them. Have a little more joy, a little more happiness, such as this story. Oh my God, how cute. Look at this little fella. So, San Diego. Within San Diego, there is a zoo, as there is in most places, but most places will likely not be able to boast of this currently. The zoo itself is seeking a Guinness World Record for recognition for a Pacific pocket mouse, which is everything I've ever wanted in one sentence together. So this apparently is a Pacific pocket mouse, um, which let's see, let's let's find out more about our, our friend Pacific pocket mouse. Um, the main thing that I get on reading its name is that it belongs in my pocket. Um, that's the first thing that I know. <laughs> uh, but so, so the thing that people need to know about this is that they are tiny. They are indeed like even smaller than pocket sized. Like they, they range um, from 4.25 inches to which is 108 millimeters to 5.2 inches or 130 millimeters in total length from the tip of their nose to the end of their tail. So that's not just like body. That's like the entire length is this teeny, teeny, teeny size. Um, and the tail of the pocket mouse is about 
a hair over two inches or 54 millimeters. The height, the height of the pocket mouse is just over half an inch. And they weigh usually 0.25 ounces to 0.33 ounces. And sadly, they have been uh, listed as a, on the federal list of endangered animals. So they are endangered, um, which does mean that likely it will be a minute before we all get to hold one. Um, but we also do know that uh, their diet consists of seeds, nuts, and green vegetation when available. Uh, they burrow at night to gather seeds. And um, they actually, they were thought to be extinct for about 20 years until rediscovered in 1993. So it was thought that this little face was no more. But thankfully, the pocket mouse is still with us, especially this pocket mouse named Pat, who was named, if you couldn't love this guy anymore, in honor of Sir Patrick Stewart. Pat, the pocket mouse, is believed to be the oldest mouse in the world at the age of nine. Nine years. Nine years old, this mouse. Um, now, just for reference, so everyone knows, mice tend to live about, like, two years or something like that. So this, this mouse has gone, like, over four times. Uh, and I want to say it's probably because he was named in honor of Sir Patrick Stewart. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just saying it. Um, the only other thing I could think is that if the mouse... <laughs> just, I do want to point out, uh, P <laughs> P uh, the pocket mice were rediscovered in the pocket of a scientist. I love it. Uh, the only other way I could feel that this mouse would live so long would be by being in my pocket, because I would love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, these guys are real tiny. So this, this pet was born at the zoo, so they do know exactly how old he is, on July 12th of 2013, which actually... Yeah, um, I guess, technically speaking, now nine and a half, uh, gonna be ten. I'm expecting a, a pretty major party for Pat's birthday. Um, you know, well, I'm gonna keep my eye on this. If we get to July and Pat is still around and has a birthday, mark my words, we're gonna have a celebration for Pat the Mouse. Um, but yeah, the um, they're trying to get a Guinness World Record um, for the title of oldest living mouse in human care. And apparently uh, Guinness World Record adjudicator is slated to attend an event on February 8th uh, to celebrate the mouse's longevity. Um, yeah, yeah. And just so everyone is aware, because I know it was a little, a, a little sad to think of the fact that they're, you know, on the endangered list. The zoo in question, Santa Fe, um, has established a breeding and reintroduction program of the species um, that they started in 2012 to help offset population declines. So there is actual efforts going into repopulating pocket mice into the wild. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Lone Jedi, a pocket party. Uh, but if it were a pocket mouse party, then we'd be talking and then I would need to see it, um, which... If anyone has not seen the videos where, like, there's, a, like, a hamster and people make, like, tiny foods for the hamster in tiny kitchens, 
Um, that's something that you definitely need to see as soon as we're done. <laughs> uh, so up until now, the former oldest mouse ever recorded by Guinness World Records was named Fritzy, and and this is crazy to me, died in 1985 at the age of seven years and seven months. Where are these mice coming from? Uh, yeah, that's, that is what, even seven years is a crazy age for a mouse to live. So take from that what you will, but pets, or as I will call him now, Sir Pat, doing well, hanging out, having a good time. Um, and we, we will be having a party in July. Uh, so next up, I want to share a little, a little something, something about squid. Um, so yeah, they, Pat's getting a little sip of the, uh, the ooze that the turtles got and Master Splinter got. Um, so what you're seeing here is a giant squid. Now, giant squid can grow to be very large sizes. Generally speaking, we only end up seeing the, unfortunately, the bodies of dead ones because they live in the very, very, very deep sea. So they don't really surface and hang out and like wave all their arms around to say hello. Uh, so a lot of times when they're found or discovered, it'll be once they're washed up on a beach somewhere. So this one, this one that you see, and it is this one in this very picture I am showing you. This is an 8.2 foot long or 2.5 meter giant squid. So in terms of giant squid, it's still relatively small in that they can get like over 20 feet. Um, but this is a, a real life encounter with this thing. Um, so what happened was uh, a diver was swimming and, and saw him kind of hanging out. So ended up taking pictures and this was in Japan. Um, yeah, so uh, the person who found him was Yosuke Tanaka, who co-runs Dive Resort T-Style with his wife in Toyuka City, uh, which again is in Japan. And this was on January 6th. So a local ferryman called him to say there was a large squid swimming near the surface off the coast. And so he hurried over, wrote on his blog, and actually got to get in the water and get pretty close up with this guy. Um, and again, they typically live in the deep ocean, so they aren't really seen up close like this all that often. Um, and okay, yeah, I'm seeing here. Yeah, I when I said 20 some odd feet, that was a lie. They typically grow to 40 or 45 feet or 12 to 14 meters, um, which is insane to me. Even more insane considering that normally giant squid tend to only live about five years in the wild. So that means they get that big in that short span of time, which is very scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this I thought was really cool. Uh, don't really know why it was hanging out, being all up close and personal, but pretty neat nonetheless. Uh, so moving on from there, Oh, oh, what's this? A, a fist bump, you say? Yeah, that's right. Speaking of Guinness World Records, this year, not even this year, this month, a man named uh, David Rush broke the previous Guinness World Record for the most alternating fist bumps in 30 seconds. 
so, you know what? I could describe this to you. I could tell you all about it. But instead of that, we're going to watch the magic unfold. So, prepare yourself, because we're about to see a world record get broken. Here we go. It's David Rush here with Jonathan Hollywood Hannon's eldest son, Joey, who also has a Guinness World Records title. Fastest time to put on a t-shirt in a handstand. We've been trying this one for a while now. It's resulted in some bloody knuckles. I've literally punched this kid thousands of times and he's put up with it. How are you feeling? I'm all sore right here. Yeah, he made me take my wedding band off. As you can see, we got some blisters here. That's for another record I'm playing. I don't know what the previous record was or how many we got, but I'm pretty sure we trounced it. If you like these videos, hit like, hit subscribe, and we'll catch you next time. Three, two, one, go. Multi-camera angles. That's how you know it's official. Oh my god, three camera angles. I also, I like the background of babies. <laughs> that is 290. Oh, so yeah. There you go, there you have it. World records being shattered in front of our very eyes. Uh, so I believe it was, yeah, it was 273 alternating fist bumps in 30 seconds. I don't know what I was expecting, but that was, uh, well, you know what? I guess that was probably about it. I guess that's probably what I would have been expecting. Um, although I, I guess I was kind of hoping for more of like, I mean, I guess alternating you would have to do hand, but like, I was expecting a little bit, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, listen, I'm not the master at fist bumping here, at least alternately. Like if it's a single fist bump, yo, um, right. <laughs> uh, yo, but you know what? Uh, even though the kid was not Tom Holland, he's out for a bright future already breaking world records. So, uh, gonna go far, gonna have a, far, a lucrative career in the, uh, the, the field of fist bumps. <laughs> so, so to, to end our, our adventure, um, yeah, to end our adventure, I, I thought just, I, you know, the next time we see each other for the monthly weird is going to be at the end of February. And by that time we will have passed by Valentine's Day. So I wanted to give everyone just a couple ideas, just a couple thoughts, you know, to to roll around in your in your mind brain so that, you know, whether or not you you want to get a gift for a special someone um, or if you want to get a gift for yourself and, and someone you've never met, whether or not you want to get a gift for me uh, for Valentine's Day, you know, or even Peck Shark, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say no to that. But Whatever it is you end up doing, I wanted to share some ideas. I don't want you to go out there unprepared. So, that being said, let's, uh, let's see what we've got here. Um, now, which one of the... Here we go. So, with that said, let me take you on a journey.
Let me broaden your mind. And I will tell you where you can find these, uh, but you'll likely want to write it down because, you know, opportunities like this come about once a year. Uh, Val, hello, good to see you. You're just in time. Oh no, I hope I don't, Rob, I'm so sorry. I hope I don't ruin the surprise for what you're getting Val for Valentine's Day <laughs> because I, I, I know you were really looking forward to surprising her with this. Um, you know, uh, and, and that's okay. It's, it's, I'm sure she'll still be, Val, you'll still be surprised, right? Whenever, whenever you unwrap this on that special day. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so this is indeed a two person sweater. Um, and this is on Zulily. It's available in four styles. Uh, this was my favorite style though. So that's why I pulled a picture of this one. Uh, yeah. So again, two person sweater, um, the other example I thought was pretty cute. There's one with a rainbow across it that says love is love, but I, I still, the be mine, I'm yours, I really like. Um, and what you can do is you can get this for your significant other, or if if you're, you know, if you're out there, if you're someone who has kids, uh, you could get this to be the punishment sweater so that if, if the kids are being like causing conflict with one another and being problematic, you just put them in the punishment sweater uh, and that's put both kids in the sweater together. And then that's their punishment until they sort their shit out. Um, so, so this could be either a delightful Valentine's present or a, a horrific consequence. Uh, that's really up to you. <laughs> um, so, so the next thing, and there's, there are a whole bunch of things I came across. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of things I came across, but I kind of just, I pulled out my favorites. Uh, so the next one we have is this, uh, you know, it would be wrong to not celebrate the greatest love of your life for Valentine's Day. And that is to say your pet. And I don't know of any better way to celebrate a pet than put them on a throne, a particularly dangerous throne that still looks fairly comfortable. You want it to be nice and, you know, squish the butt in a little bit. Uh, so this is the Iron Throne pet bed. Um, and this is, on a site called Made for Pets. Uh, it now, I do have to say, it's not cheap. Apparently, it's $272, but it looks to be worth every penny. Uh, so, so consider that, if you will. Uh, next up, we've got this. What's that, you may ask? Oh yes, it is, in fact, a DIY casket kit. The gift that will be there until the end. Uh, so this uh, is exactly what it sounds like. You can get it on Amazon. So, you know, if you really need it to get there in a rush, uh, maybe it's on Prime. I don't know. Even though I do have to reiterate that lately, my Prime stuff has not come in two days. Uh, usually it's a little bit more than that. I've got my eye out on you, Bezos. Um, but yeah, so it's the DIY coffin kit, uh, you know, and it's, the thing is this one again on Amazon, it's $599 totally fine. But I feel, I feel like you could either maybe find a DIY coffin kit. That's a little bit sharper or now walk with me down this road. You could probably find a tutorial to do it yourself and maybe make some customizations. I'm just saying. Although even with this, if you were to paint it up nice and red, spray paint some hearts on it, um, I think it could really be 
something special. Uh, so the last thing I have to show you is one of my favorites. And this is one that comes around and I think about it every year. And I may actually, uh, I may actually partake myself this year. Um, yeah, no, Rufio, you are absolutely right. Like, $599 does seem like a pretty high price, which is why I'm saying look up some tutorials out there. You know, I, I guarantee you can make a nicer coffin for cheaper. Um, but yeah, so so this next one is my favorite. I see it every Valentine's Day, um, and I've never done it yet, but I think this might be the year. <sighs> so, but Fox, what does the... What does, could this possibly have to do with Valentine's Day, you ask? Well, Valentine's Day is normally celebrated, um, and you're, you're thinking of a partner, a loved one, someone you like. But what about all of those people that you don't like? Well, now you can do something for them, too. That's right. Apparently, several zoos offer the opportunity for you, yes, you, to name a cockroach after whomever you want as a Valentine's gift. Um, and this said cockroach is then fed to one of the uh, reptiles. And that's what happens. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's see the Bronx Zoo, for example, um, you can name a uh, hissing cockroach. And um, I, there's a variety of different reptiles that, that eat these, these, hesitate I to say tasty morsels um but yeah there's uh the San Antonio Zoo has the cry me a cockroach fundraiser um where you know you can you can name a, a roach but you can also donate to name a rodent or a vegetable which is destined for the same fate uh and then <laughs> at least the one at the San Antonio Zoo the the person um whomever it is you decide to do this and name it after uh the article i'm reading says your ex but hey you know what i don't want to tell you what to do or who to send these things to whomever it is will receive a virtual valentine's day card informing them that a cockroach was named after them in their honor and eaten uh and so yeah there's uh, similar programs offered at the el paso zoo houston museum of natural science and florida aquarium there's also the toronto zoo which has a name a roach program um, now, if you do want to do something a little sweeter, apparently the Toronto Zoo also has an alternative where you can adopt an African penguin couple and you will receive a plush and a little certificate of adoption, which, all right, listen, that's pretty cute. I'll admit it. Um, but yeah, so naming a cockroach after someone you want to have eaten in a really upsetting way, I mean, nothing says valentine's day to me quite like that so you know if uh, if anyone ends up doing it i would be really curious i think i may actually this might be the year i've been aware of this for several years and plus you're donating to an organization for animals i mean you know they gotta eat anyway so yeah yeah it's it's something i think i'm gonna do this year so keep you all apprised of that but yeah that is oh no my camera that's my camera wait hello <laughs> um here hang on we'll 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 get this all sorted out 
This is from when the cat just mysteriously ended my, uh, my camera feed. Oh, wait. And, oh, 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 we're so close. Hey, all right, we're back. Um, but yeah, so that's what I have for you tonight for this month, January, the first month of 2023. I do want to say too, if anyone comes across a weird story that you would like me to dig further into or get some information or even just share, yo, hit me up. I am ready to find out that information. I have some things I'm going to be following up on for the future, such as how many people die from porta potty attacks a year and celebrating Sir Pat's 10th birthday in July. There's a lot of good stuff going on. So I hope that you take some time to celebrate yourself. Give me a visit over on the places where I am. I actually have a Patreon now that I am sending swag out to people who sign up over there. And I've got some online content as well. Cyber Nation Uncensored also has a Patreon. Lots of great stuff over there. So make sure to check those out. Check out the Discord. Check out other shows going on. It's all really good and high quality produced stuff. Amazing things. And also check out getting a cockroach named after someone. You know what? I don't feel like there's a way you could possibly regret that. Most importantly, check out some love for yourself and take care of yourself until next time. It has been wonderful seeing everyone and I look forward to seeing you soon.